got mansions, homie, and diamonds too. Maybe that's the reason that she's digging you. You got all the riches, baby. Don't be surprised. You got yours, millions in your heart. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dubs and I am back. We are here with another episode of the Two Coles Fancy Show. It's the Two Coles Fancy Show. One more week. It's the Two Coles Fancy Show. It's the Two Coles Fancy Show. Almost time. It's the Two Coles Fancy Show. It's the Two Coles Fancy Show. AB back. It's the Two Coles Fantasy Show. It's the Two Coles Fantasy Show. Cash was back. Yo. And yes, it is Two Coles Fantasy Show. And yes, our boy, our friend. Uh, the podcast, our participant in our own personal fantasy league, Castro, is in the building, here to join us. Thank you, sir. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. You know, Superman is alive. Superman is alive. <laughs> I see you losing up the tie and all that to us. We it's, here. It's we nice. here. We here. Break bread. What's up? All right. Well, everything's good on this side. Uh, gentlemen, we are here to talk some fantasy football. Uh, last three weeks, we've broken down the positions, quarterback, running backs, and pass catchers giving you rankings and other in-depth analysis in regards to that uh, from a fantasy perspective. And uh, like we said last week, we're here to give you uh, our mock draft results. Uh, so what we did was go through the first four rounds, and we were randomly positioned. Uh, I think, what was I, four? No, I'm lying. I was eight. I was four. Yeah. I was four, sorry. Yeah, I was, I was eight, Cole's four, Castro 11 or 10. And Combs decided to pick the, uh, pick pick the first one. one you know. <laughs> so we're going to talk about one our picks, why we picked them, and, you know, just break it down for you and just give you a little, uh, you know, some fantasy background on those picks. And after that, uh, like Cole said, he wanted to call it champs tips, but being that it's not a room full of champs, allegedly, he said, we're just going to give you guys fantasy tips moving forward. Uh, we know some drafts are coming up. Uh, our personal draft is the 2nd of uh, September. So, uh, you know, all this is right around the corner, people. So we're here to get y'all geared up for that 2019-2020 fantasy season. But let's start off with our mock draft picks. And because Combs wanted the first slot, I figure he can go first. That is true. I did choose number one. You know, I figured I'd get the ball rolling. Make a nice, quick, and suffice pick. And I went with old Alvin Kamara. With the absence of uh, Mark Ingram, Drew Brees getting a little bit older, a little longer in the tooth, <laughs> I think Alvin Kamara would be and should be the overall number one fantasy football player. Between running the ball, catching the ball, I expect him to play slot receiver also. Uh, and Latavius Murray isn't... Uh, 10, 15 carry a game kind of guy. He's more of a four or five carries. Get him in, get him out. I think Kamara's going to have a full bell cow workhorse year in his contract season. He saw his man Michael Thomas get $100 million, man. Alvin Kamara's like, yo, I get the ball a little bit more than Michael Thomas. I need some paper, dog. I need some paper. I think Alvin Kamara's going off this season. Number one player off my board. Now, would you say that if Zeke was a practice? No, I wouldn't. Ezekiel Elliott would be the number one player on my board. But since he's not in practice, he's in Cancun, he's not on my board. Until Zeke shows up, 
in a cowboy's uniform and everybody's smiling and everything, I can't put him number one. I feel you. I can't put him. I can't put him on my board. I got you. Until I see him in action. <laughs> now you really think Latavius is gonna be a four carry guy? Yes. <laughs> that's his middle name. I think that's a little disrespectful. Four carry Murray. That's a little disrespectful. I don't like Latavius. I don't like him, but he's he's efficient. Like he's not. He's always ready to work. He's he's not just a guy. Like he he, yeah. he plays, and I don't see them. I think Alvin Kamara is probably the most skilled guy, um, for fantasy purposes. But I don't see them upping his touch load at, to some crazy levels because he is a smaller guy. So I don't think they want him to go through that type of punishment throughout the season, especially because Drew Brees is older. I have a question for you. Last year, Kamara led running backs, and I think receivers as well, as for targets in the, in the red zone. Do you see that continuing? Yes. I, I think he's going to get a lot of targets. But I think they're going to – I mean, they paid Latavius Murray. I think they're going to give him the ball. I don't think he's going to not just not touch the ball on the goal line, but I think it's a little bit of an overstatement to think, like, Latavius is just not going to be incorporated. So you, think he'll be a, you see some vulturing coming his, his I way. See, I, I see that. I, I think that's fair. But you know what? In the Saints game at home, they're running that score up. And 100%. Latavius can get one if Kamara got two already. I'm, I'm cool with that. I agree. That always happens, especially when – that's why I like Kamara so much that – Number one, because I get eight games in the dome. That's pretty much a nice home field advantage for him. I get two against Tampa Bay's defense, um, <laughs> two against Atlanta's defense, and we're not sure. Carolina's always up and down. I think they're good this year. But just that Atlanta and uh, Tampa Bay's defense in general, I'll take that. Yes, I agree. All I, good I, weather games. I, I think he's the, the safest number exactly. one pick in fantasy right now. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Coles, do you want to go next? You had the fourth pick. Well, I... Well, you want to say who was taken in between our picks or not? I'll, I'll say it after he says his pick because it's a tad interesting, I suppose. Well, okay. it's funny that Cone brought up Kamara because, you know, I've always said in a podcast previously that as long as Zeke isn't on the field, I'm taking Kamara first. Now, since a mock draft, I felt a little... Jitty, Man, a little jiggy. Man. I felt like I could, I could gamble a little bit. Put your so shoulders I, down. So I took, I took Zeke before the fourth pick, knowing, saying I know he'll be back week one. He back. Since I'm mock draft, I could leap a little bit, mm-hmm. like faith. We'll get the meeting. Now, are you, are you recommending listeners or somebody who may have that fourth pick to jump out the window like you did and pick Zeke? Look, I don't think Zeke is going to miss games. Many games or a game. I don't think I don't think it will miss games or any game. But I like a short thing, pretty much the first round. So I'm not gonna say you should draft them. But if you you feel in your heart, you really not gonna miss any games, then go get them. I don't think I don't think we have a Le'Veon situation here where he sits out the whole year. I don't think, I don't see that happening. Or even a Melvin Gordon situation where you think he's gonna hold out or miss games into the season. Yeah, I don't know when the hell Melvin. <laughs> Zeke, I got a feel. I got a good feel. Zeke will be back by week latest week two. Okay. Latest. So I would say, you know what? Pick him if you really think strong about him. I don't, I don't think you will lose your. I don't think you'll lose your your fantasy league this year by taking Zeke fourth or top five. I, I agree. I actually love Zeke at four because yeah, we saw Le'Veon last year, but at this point, I would say that I'm betting against Jerry Jones' ego and. He knows what he has in front of him. We were talking before the podcast started. The defense is stacked. 
throwing money around. I still think Dak stinks, but that's for another day. <laughs> but, I mean, you have a serviceable quarterback. You probably have the number one overall back in the league. That doesn't do your brand any good if he's on the sidelines. And I think above everything else, Jerry Jones is a businessman with a huge ego. And he's not going to want to just tank a season because Tony Pollard is not the answer, whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> he's not the answer. Like, so I don't, mind, I don't mind Zeke, number four, especially with all the uh, issues with the guys up top. Okay, and like Combs said, oh, like, <laughs> like Combs said, to fill in uh, those two and three spots, uh, the computer, went, well, not the computer, but the other people within this mock went uh, Saquon and McCaffrey, respectively, two and three. So Coles jumped out the window and took Zeke at four. Um, so between those picks, I went seventh. Uh, so there was DeAndre Hopkins at five, Michael Thomas at six. So I decided to pick uh, David Johnson. And I picked David Johnson. Honestly, I was listening to what Combs was talking about uh, in previous weeks. Uh, more so talking about Arizona's offense and how you know it's supposed to be somewhat high-powered. He's very big on Kyler Murray. Um, I mean, obviously, he's been somewhat struggling through preseason, but, I mean, this preseason, he, we're going to give him a little chance to get his bearings under him. But at the same time, like he said, David Johnson is expected to get peppered with touches this season. And like Cole says, oh, damn, y'all actually do get good, good, good advice. I mean, this is like, it's sound advice. Like, I'm surprised. Like, I, like, yeah, no, like, <laughs> I am surprised. Because like, I feel like, oh, like in, in my subconscious mind, I'm kind of reiterating what you, know, you said. I, I like touches, carries, and be, the fact that he's expected to get this volume, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. And at the seventh pick, I think that's a, a solid value. And right after that went Le'Veon. So in my mind, I think it was a sound pick to pick uh, David Johnson over Le'Veon simply because I just don't know what Le'Veon's going to look like in this Jets offense. I mean, he's great, don't get me wrong, multifaceted back, but at the same time, you just don't know. He gave Buffalo a buck 25 game one. That's all I know. <laughs> Buffalo ain't got no chance game one. Buck 25, two tugs on I just want to. I just want to know what he's going to do December 22nd when he sees the right. Steelers. That, that, that's all I want to know. He'll be, he'll be in full. When, when he got to come back home. He'll be fully warmed no, up No, he's not home. He's actually in, in Jets. He'll be fully warmed up by then. He's gonna pull Don't worry about that. It's, it's cold in the wintertime. It's cold in MetLife, you know. It's, it's December, bro. Every big just game. Just so you know, it's December, bro. Every big game, he pulls a hand. Ain't no dome out. here to say. So, well, I've heard him back by then. We'll be good money. Right? I've heard him. <laughs> that's the savior? Why is he brought up on this podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, only because I know of we're this. talking about business here. <laughs> hey, man. Keep sleeping. Like catch up late for no for no reason. So I heard it. <laughs> Wasting the listeners' time. Earned it. So so Castro went uh, tenth. So after David Johnson, like I said, there was Le'Veon and then uh, Devontae Adams. So Castro at ten. Where did you go? So I'll say I I really wanted Devontae Adams here. Um. But I think OBJ is going to have a very big year. I agree. If for no other reason than he's with a quarterback that's not about to be in a wheelchair. <laughs> and, I mean, they're going to throw the ball. Like, they didn't pay him and send all of those assets to the Giants not to give him the ball. I think people kind of lose sight of how good Odell really is because of all his antics. Like, we forget, like, he is, like – in the top percentile in every category. I think New York fans lose sight of that. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's living in New York. No, fans. Giants fans. Giants fans. Yeah, like, definitely Giants fans. Nature. Also, we here in the Jets. Yeah, yeah. He, like he's a freak of nature. Trying to beg Robbie Anderson to run he's, two he's, routes. He's with he's with the quarterback that 
is in love with him. Like, find someone who loves you like Baker loves Odell. Like, he is all about Odell. He's going to give him the ball, and he's going to get the ball wherever he wants the ball. And I expect him – I mean, Jarvis Landry had, like, eight or nine targets per game last year, and that was, like, the top of the, you know, How about the top of the league. I think Odell's going to see, like, 10 to 11 targets per game. I, I think – how do you think Odell affects Jarvis Landry? I actually think Jarvis is still fairly safe because I think Njoku is not – the athleticism is there, but I think he's more athlete than football player right now. Facts. So I don't think he's as dependable as we want him to be. And I think that's another thing to keep in mind when you're drafting. Like, You can fall in love with somebody because of what you want them to be and what you think they should be, but if they haven't – reach that point yet then you gotta be a realist and take what you see like with your eyes and, and Joku's a freak athlete but he's not a freak football player right now so I think Jarvis is safe I think he's gonna be that under you know under guy who's gonna be open roaming mm-hmm. in the middle of the field and that's what Callaway suspended yeah. I'm not surprised well, why is Callaway suspended yeah he got four games four yeah. games for uh, drugs rehab game yeah, yeah Callaway's yeah. always yeah. smoking weed uh, I think I'm not surprised that uh, that Jarvis has been on more people's like boards as a sleeper, because like to me, he's the I think he's the the first the fastest guy to to whatever amount of catch he has in the first five years of his career. Like that's good number ones. I feel like he's always been a number uh, number two receiver pretending to be number one. Now he's going to get number two receivers. He's gonna kill them. I think like he, he should kill he's them. He's gonna kill them. I feel like he should he's absolutely gonna kill them. I don't think I don't see why he shouldn't do at least the same as last year. Maybe not many catches, but he should probably have more yards this year. Because you're not gonna have number ones on. I agree. Yeah, I think the first option is probably gonna be Chubb running the ball. Mm-hmm. And they're going to hit Beckham and Landy on a lot of play actions. I agree with everything you said. I love Beckham. I love, Beckham. love Chubb. love Baker. I love the, love the, the Browns value game, you can draw the Browns here. Like, jar- I'm going to go ahead and box draft. Like, seventh round. Jarvis Landy's still there. Like, what? Seventh yeah. round, eighth round. It's ridiculous. People not putting respect on his image. Wake up, people. Like, Wake up. All right, so um, after, because you were, I don't know where you went with Jarvis Landry. We were kind of talking about OBJ, bro. I don't know, but we were talking about the receivers. The I Relax. We, we talked about Jarvis last week with the pass catchers, man. <laughs> Got him in over talk. So um, after OBJ, there was uh, Mahomes at 11, Julio at 12, uh, Tyreek, first pick in the second round at 13, Travis Kelsey, and then it came back to Castro with the 15th pick. So this is another one where I missed the guy that I wanted. I wanted Tyreek Hill. To pair with OBJ. Settled on Gurley. I'm 100% fine with that. Um, a lot is made about Gurley, and rightfully so, but I think this is the appropriate time to take some risk. And if you're giving me Gurley at the top of the second, who's on an offense that's automatic, I mean, people say, oh, he's going to wear down throughout the season, but you have to get to the playoffs, right? So if this guy is even if you cut his workload in half, you know, you say, all right, he's only going to have 15 to 17 touches. Like, in that offense, those are all prime touches. I think he's going to have another big year. And, you know, you can't try to predict the future. So I think he's he's going to be fine. If he's not fine later in the season, that's why you keep drafting, right? Like, that's why you're diligent throughout all your rounds and you're supposed to be active on the waiver wire. So I'm not worried about Gurley. Um and to get a monster like that in the second round, I'll take that every day. 
Actually, like Tyler this year. I, I, I see one of my guys, uh, if I had him, like, say he somehow fell over that back to me in the, <laughs> That'd be crazy. In the second round, which it could happen. Yeah, not a, yeah, you're right. He's, he's, to me, one of the guys that like, I would start for the first like month, let him go off, and then if I trade him, and like hope that I get someone I really want, and he just falls apart later. But <laughs> hey. I think he's one of the guys that <laughs> could definitely get to a, I mean, hey, the best thing in football, the best <laughs> – Position to be is with a lead. Like when you're at five and one. No, I said that. I said for test. I said it for. Yeah, I see you getting see? getting ahead of yourself. You just you just all over the map today, brother. I know you're excited. I know. Sorry, man. I know you put out. this whole two's thing out, together man. here today. I get it. Out. <laughs> out. I'm, I'm excited. I can't hide it. I won't hide it. But no, nah, uh, like Castro said, I do think early also is a sound pick to double down on what both of y'all said. I like it too. Taken. I like early a lot too with that no. spot. I mean. I might have taken Nick Chubb over him, but mm. I'm not mad at Gurley at 15. I'm definitely not taking Mixon and Dalvin Cooks over here, but uh, or Joe Connors or James Connors. What do we got? Jones Connors. Yo, that's respect, <laughs> man. Like, yo. Let's get one good running back yo, in the franchise. You feel me, though? Who just happens to be our running back? Like, whose man's is this? Like, two last names, Jones Connors. But side note about Chubb, I will say he might end up as the number one fantasy running back this year. Mm. But that's a side note. This guy in Crew Hunt come back in week eight. And and all that leads me to my pick at uh, I had the 18th pick, and after uh, Todd Gurley, there was Juju, there was Joe Mixon. So I ended up, we were talking about him, Dalvin Cook. So, again, uh, you know, just being a part of this podcast and, you know, talking shop with these brothers here at this table, you know, I was kind of sold on your little spiel on Dalvin Cook. No, that was Dalvin Cook. You know, he's the president of the fan club, Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah, no, I know he's the president. President and vice president, too. But at the same time, I'm just looking at a high-powered offense. I'm looking at him. high-powered? Yes. 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 Come on. Versus like the Lions are high powered. All right. Yeah. Plus years. <laughs> <laughs> That's two games a year. That, that is a fact. That's two games a year. That's two games. Line them up and, and they go got wild. The, they got the Bears twice. That's two games. Jumps a new and improved Green Bay defense twice. But you got to keep up with Green Bay. So you have to score That points. is, yeah. And you know he's going to be on the field for that. And Dalvin catches the ball too. We got a new coach. Know. Exactly. And, 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 that, and that was another thing with him, which is why I, like I picked Zimmer. him. Like he's a dual threat. Like or they're trying to make him a dual threat. They're trying we to make him more of a pass threat. Yeah, he's a three down back. With, which means he's gonna get his touches. He's gonna get his reps. He's gonna get his volume. He's gonna get those opportunities to score. So I I was comfortable picking Dalvin at, the, at this the spot. I love the talent of Dalvin Cook. I was going I to pick Nick Chubb. Around him. Not gonna lie, I, I was thinking Chubb. I think there's a lot of talent around Dalvin Cook, which only which I think is a good thing. That's but not a bad thing. Isn't good enough to highlight all the talent. Yeah, like, but you know he's good enough to turn around and hang the ball. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't do that. The O line, uh, the O line did get better. I don't love that. The O line got a little bit. The O line, they did make some moves this offseason to to bolster the O line. I also don't love mixing him right before that, but it is a mock draft. I um, used the word league winner before the Colts. You did league winner. But to get to the point where, so you have Dalvin last year to win the league. To get there, your team was, really, was really good. <laughs> what? He, he wanted to leave with you. Your team, that. but that was a situation where all right, you can survive the seven, eight weeks he wasn't there at all, and then yes, I agree with that. Continue playing. What, yes, coming. Yes, most people aren't making trades weekly or daily. 
to make up for Dalvin Cook not being there. With yes, with Dalvin, he he is coming with some risk for injury. Yes, most people just picked up Latavius Murray and rolled the dice. <laughs> Uh, yes, he comes. He comes with injury risk. Yes, I I agree with that. That he does. I and he also comes with a Thielen Diggs risk, risk. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have Dalvin Cook as my best running back. Like if I'm taking Dalvin Cook, probably second round. Would you have to take him. It's probably I'm probably taking like. Which is why I have a David Johnson. Like yeah, something like I'm that. Probably taking David, yeah, if I had David Johnson, I feel much more better than that risk. Wait, wait, exactly. oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Which is why. That's a fact. Yeah. I agree. Precisely. That's, if that's, I took that's like it. Julio Jones the first round or like D Hop, then it's like, ah. And this is where Dalvin Cook would should would and should get picked at eighteen somewhere in his yeah. range. But I'm just saying why I don't love Dalvin the, the Vikings in general. A lot of mouths to feed. I don't trust the chef. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm not even mad at that. All right. So after Dalvin, we went Antonio Brown, James Conner, and then we landed at Coles with the 21st overall pick. Taking my the first receiver name in a while we've heard, Mr. Mike Evans. I think Tampa uh, had a big bounce back year, offense at least. Um, what was it? I don't remember Bruce Arians. Arians, yeah. He's a offensive-minded guy. I mean, he's had success in the past, and I saw only Jameis. I saw only Jameis, but it's a contract year for Jameis. It's a contract year for him, and I think this is a, a feel-good get-back season for both of them. I'm not put. I'm not jumping for legend here and saying James gonna be a top ten quarterback or top fifteen. He's not, he's not top fifteen, but I do know one thing: that defense is terrible. <laughs> and they gonna feel a lot. And James gonna be out there flinging it. Big Mike, top five wide receiver. Big Mike this year. Bruce Arians is a genius. He's an offensive genius. Mike Evans is gonna get fed. You have to respect Godwin now, so you can't just shade all your coverage to Mike Evans. Mike Evans is back. I love that pick. And you know, and you, if, you, if you watch Hard Knock, you know Winston got odds for Big Mike. You said find someone that likes uh, Baker like the way he likes Odell. I found someone. Then Winston. <laughs> Winston. That boy, only, he, he, all, day he practiced, all night he practiced the playbook. Just that banana split wide. Just that, when the game starts, always just hype. Like Evans. That's all he sees. And it don't matter how many people in there. It don't matter. He, he's throwing it. Listen, it's just a tip. Do, do, don't. Look at hard knocks. <laughs> for fantasy strategy. Hey, hey. This is hard knocks. Hey. That's, I've done it the last four years. I'm sorry, years. John. I don't want to deviate to the tips. No, that's, I, exactly. I, that, that's that, what I'm saying. That's he's, about, needed to be he's about to get ahead hey, of himself. I've done, I've done it the last four years. Hold on. Save it. We'll save it. We'll save Stop it. it. You can tell the people about your nonsense later. Hard knocks. Uh, Combs. Uh, he landed at the 24th pick after Mike Evans, uh, Nick Chubb, who we've been talking about, That's and Keenan Allen at 23. Didn't want him. So Combs at 24, selected. Young George Kittle. Um, the man most tight end receptions last year with Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard. Beathard. Garoppolo <laughs> for, for a game and a half. Gross. And he still broke records last year. Now with Garoppolo on a contract year. Yeah, I'm taking all of George Kittle. Oh, I want all of the Kittle Kittle. I want it all. <laughs> he's going to be a number one. He's going to be a... I think he's better than a lot of these receivers that went in front of him. Keenan Allens. Uh, I see Mike Evans in front of him. I think he'll beat Mike Evans. Ooh, wow. Juju was ahead of him also. I think he'll have better season than Kelsey. I think he'll be better than Juju. Mm-hmm. George Kittle with a competent quarterback. 
Not Nick Mullins, rookie Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins might be better than Garoppolo right now. Because Garoppolo is Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's a uh, offensive guru. He doesn't like so. Sunday. He did not like all that Sunday. Like, yeah, that's six plays, though. But what if he played 12? He was one for 15. six. That's true. <laughs> it was. He was for awful. zero yards. <laughs> this is a grown man. <laughs> That's even perfect. That's why that's that's that my kiddo fell. I'll take it. That first pick was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zero yards and an intel? Like, come on, man. That's, that was awful the first bad step. I'm not uh, worried about preseason. I feel you. Not worried about that at all. So there's no cause for concern with that? Not at all. Okay. Right. Not at all. Heard your boss. I love Kittle, but I have legitimate concerns about Garoppolo. Not just about the preseason. Not, not necessarily about his performance in the preseason. More so that it looks like he's not comfortable throwing off his... His leg, leg. yeah. Yeah. So... That means comfortable throw to Kittle. <laughs> but Kittle's a down, but he's a downfield guy, and if you can't drive the ball downfield, that's why I say, like, I, I mean, I'm making a joke of it. Obviously, Mullins is not better than Garoppolo, mm-hmm. all things, you know, when they're both healthy. But I don't think Garoppolo's back yet, and I think that could hurt George Kittle for the first three, four games of the season and at a position that's kind of shaky to begin with. If your guy is still getting up to speed, I think that could hurt his numbers. Plus, everybody in the world is not going to be hurt like last year. Like the 49ers, every single That's true. But there was even with Dante Pettis. Pettis was the number one. I love Pettis, Godwin. but he still has to prove a lot of things. When he was healthy. Marquise Godwin's fast. Very fast. We got Debo He's, Samuel. Marquise Godwin's more than fast. He puts up numbers. He's really fast. He's running some routes. All right. Don't, don't hate And the backfield is Liddy, too. The backfield is. Oh, yeah, right. The backfield Rita, is definitely Coleman, mm-hmm. McKinnon. Who the, who are that? That uh, trio back to you, like. We're talking about George Kittle, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he loved deviating, but man. But you mentioned them. You just love yeah, deviating. They're not in the. We're talking about George Kittle, all right? It was, all the, it was all in relation to just the 49ers and how they're going right. to perform, and at the end of the day, landing on George Kittle. I think the 49ers, <laughs> if Grapple is healthy, they're a. They're one of those teams that go from four wins to nine, ten wins, I think, this season. I think the Seahawks aren't really that good. Cardinals aren't that good. I think the Niners can easily get up to eight, nine wins, ten wins if healthy. And I think George Kittle, with the offense built around George Kittle, which it is, it's a big season, man. Big season. Big season, George Kittle. Shanahan's a guru. Big season. Speaking of big season, my next pick. I was going to say, keep keep going, brother. You're just rambling. Keep going. (laughs) Leonard Fournette, he got kids. I think he easily should have been in the top 20-ish picks. Now that they have a competent quarterback and Nick Foles, like actually throw the ball downfield, you can't have 10 people in a box versus him. He's in better shape, they say. I've seen it myself in my own two eyes. I confirmed it. It was true. Um, you know, Tommy Coughlin's a tough son of a gun, so they're going to run that rock. That's first things first. Can he handle that, Coles? He's going to handle it, Coles. He's a ball player, all right? He's Mr. Has play- he ever handled yeah. it in his career, though? <laughs> the ball player. That's my only thing. Yo, he always looks like the biggest, strongest guy on the field, but he's never Stay hurt. Yeah. running yeah. through yeah. Se- like, the season. Like, finish the season, bro. Like, finish one season. I think with the way they fed him when they had Blake Bortles, they were going to utilize him different, I think, now with Nick Foles. Now you have to throw the ball downfield, D.D. Westbrook and Cole and Marquise Lee's back with the, in the slot. I think the Jaguars... I got them winning the division, Ooh. and I think Leonard Fournette was a big part of that mm. with BDN Nick Foles. <laughs> All right. Call it a bed. Hey, man. No Andrew Luck. Sean Watson got no alliance, though. Tennessee got Mariota. Huh. 
Yeah, happy. We ain't got to talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm going Jackson. <laughs> I'm going Jackson. I mean, I, nah, when you break it down like that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I still do like uh, the Texans. I do, but they're gonna kill Deshaun Watson. Like he's not gonna survive another. (laughs) He's not surviving another sixty-five sack season, Deshaun Watson. Nah, it's not gonna. He's gonna die. See Joey Harrington. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. don't. There you go. After Fournette, we had uh, Carryon Johnson, Devontae Freeman, and then we landed at Coles for the twenty-eighth pick. And another surprising pick, if you want to ask me. I don't know if this was on purpose or if he just fell asleep at the wheel. It was an order draft. <laughs> but, but I ain't acknowledging him. But I ain't acknowledging him. We're going to the real pick I went to. Mr. It's my big year, Combs. It's my big year. Oh, my I've been talking about this guy. Oh, Lord. This for, again. Before you say this. Before you say anything. Castro. This has been our number one. De- no. Our probably number two debate on this, on this podcast so far. Through three episodes. Big facts. This has been number two debate. Big facts. Literally in Same every man. segment. Like, I, mentioned, I mentioned two guys every podcast. I have to. Mr. Lamar Jackson and the guy <laughs> you picked now, Amari Cooper. He's going to tell you. <laughs> if y'all, have, if y'all you, seen Castro's face right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. You the can't man, will it to happen. You can't will that. Four 100 yard games, Combs. Two Russian Eagles! My goodness. Four. Eagles are a bad team. Yeah, no secondary, but I get it. I no get secondary. It. He's going okay. to He beat him Okay. Last. Okay. <laughs> he played in seven games, Castro, with the, um, with the Cowboys. Four of them 100-yard games. That's like playing backyard football. I just met you. Hey, go deep. Yeah, go ahead. I caught it. Backyard football style, Combs. Now, now he's a whole training camp, a whole year in the playbook. He's comfortable. No Zeke right now. We don't have Zeke out but I don't know. You think that helps him? That no. hurts him. I, I think it hurts the team. No, it hurts him. It hurts I, him. I think it helps him in targets. Why? They're going more targets. Targets. Who do you think that is? Cones. I don't think that's that bad. You're spread offense now? Like, I don't think Prescott's bad. I like Prescott. I like Prescott. And who I love? I like Prescott, and I love you some Mark Cooper. I'm telling you, he's going to be a top... What's it? Go ahead and say 10. You did say you 10. Say you five. had him in the top 10. 10. You almost said 5. What number was he at, John? He's at 10. He's at 10. Top 10 receiver. I had him on the top 10 receiver this year. Don't be surprised if he's top of 5. If you, if I will, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. Don't be surprised. Shocked. If you see top, top 5, five. stop. Hang with the cool. Derek Carr and John Gruden are a better offensive duo than Dak Prescott. And and uh, what's that new offensive coordinator that was playing quarterback last year? Um... Oh. Not Sean Garrett. I know the coach is Sean Garrett, but uh, I can't. I can't leave him off the corner. But still, Derek Carr is a better thrower of the ball than Dak Prescott. I hate. And we saw a real Mark Cooper. Dak Prescott. Here's the thing. Dak Prescott and Amari. They, they, they caught the two nights game versus Eagles. They had the game on versus Redskins on Thanksgiving night. He caught some good moments last year. I'll give you that. Here's the problem. Here's why I hate Dak Prescott. It's not because he actually is like absolutely awful. He's not great, but I, like he's not awful. He's My not problem awful. with Dak Prescott is he still throws the ball like he's in college. He doesn't throw people open. Like in the NFL, you have to throw people open. If you're not throwing people open, then you're not an effective quarterback. He only if, if, if you have to be have several steps on your guy for Dak to hit you. Facts. So if Amari is not constantly burning people, I like Amari Cooper is super talented, but who's th- it's, who's throwing him the ball? I don't see Dak just lighting it up, just letting it fly, especially if Zeke is not in camp. Those weapons if Zeke are not, is not yeah. in camp, the people are not gonna. There's no reason to honor the run. Fact. There's, there's no about, reason. Yo, first of all, the after line is good enough to, to whoever, run, whoever run back there will give you some yards. 
The Alpha Thon's a great so good. That, it's, it's different that's, to be. It's different that's a big misconstruction. misconstruction. We just watched it in the preseason. Preseason. I hear you. I hear you. It's different to be productive and to be like all time great. Yes, I understand. That's that. the difference between of course that yes. guy and Zeke. Yes, I, I understand that. I, uh, I'm telling you right now. I look at the schedule. Alvin Morris. I look at the. I'm looking, Alvin right. Morris. He's been a reliable with running back his career. I'm not going right now to schedule. Look, look at the schedule. He can run. After this, look at the schedule. I'm telling you right now. After the first month of football, Mark will be a top five receiver. I'm telling you right now. Week one, Giants. Give me a hundred yards right there. After what week you said? After after you first month of football. You can't book any of that with Dak Prescott. I'm it's, booking book it right now. He's going to the Giants. This ain't Aaron Rodgers. This ain't Aaron Rodgers. Devontae. Book it. Hundred yards. Giants. Book it. Week two, Deadskins. Book it. Book it. On Josh Norman. Book it. Week three, Dolphins, give me book, book it again. Saving hour. Book it. Book it, Coles. All right. Week four, Saints. Marshawn Lattimore. Not, that's a tough one. All right. Week five, Packers. Book it, Coles. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. You're bugging. I'm telling yeah. you. Week six, Jets. Packers, young boys, <laughs> Hawks. Yo. All right. We on the Cowboys this year. I got CJ. You see the thing I just, the yeah. I just mentioned? Those are good teams. But still, so, it's so, not. So, so, it's when, not so, when he's not top five after that month. Right mm-hmm. when he's not top five, he's not top five. Are, like, will you then come to your senses and say, "All right, he just played what you said is a string of garbage teams, mm-hmm. and he's still not top five. Will you then kind no, of say, "No, he still got the Giants again, and the rest of again, and the Lions." So you won't be. So you're saying he wrong. will still be potentially. No, top I'm saying even not top five. I, I, he was top ten. He's gonna be top ten. I so, guarantee so you. What if, he's, top 10. what if he's not top ten after the first month? Will you be humbled and kind of back off your remarks? I will be humble a little bit, a little bit, ten. He still got Giants, like I said, Giants, Lions, and Redskins. He ends with one of my last years. No, what? No, I'll tell you right now. Okay. If he's not a top ten receiver at the week, what five? Something like that. Said, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna try a little boy. You trade for him? Like, what you want for him? I, I got some on my bench right here. What you want for that boy? I, I know it's coming. It's coming, Castro. It's coming. And I want to beat it when it comes. All right. Thank, thank, thank you, you for your Mari Cooper we speech. Missed, we missed, we right. missed the, the play happening. I ain't missing that. Thank you for that uh, <laughs> disposition on Amari Cooper. Like, <laughs> thank you, every you. week. <laughs> Good the lord. Weekly. The weekly. Like, the weekly one. Good yeah. lord. Like, uh, I never knew we had a column for Amen. Lamar Jackson and like, Amari we Cooper. Again, the Michael Gallup. I, I didn't know this was happening. Randall right? Cobb. I told you, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Uh, yeah, Randall, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Ah. You had reports again for Randall Cobb? We go on track here. We go on track. Are we? I wonder why. Like, it's you again. <laughs> again. You're a menace. <laughs> like, literally. After Amari Cooper, well, after his auto pick and then Amari Cooper, there was T.Y. Hilton. And then at 31, I picked um, Zach Ernst. Uh, at this position, I wanted a tight end. I wanted somebody, I wanted a, an elite tight end, let me say that, an elite tight end who's also an elite pass catcher, who also has a very good quarterback and a very good offense, and I think that Ernst is going to do Ernst things, he'll get his targets per game, and he's going to give you those points that you need at that particular uh, spot in the draft. Around him, there was Derrick Henry. Nope. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. I was nope. thinking Josh Jacobs, but at that time, mm. if... Ernst and Josh Jacobs for me, and I already have two running backs at that time. For me, Ernst was a, a very solid pick. And then there was Aaron Jones after. Oh, there was Aaron Jones after that, which leads me into Castro's pick yeah, at thirty-four. Yeah, not nah, <laughs> bro. I, I must have might have missed that, but I, like I said, I, I already had the two okay, running backs. So yeah. Give me Aaron Jones, league winner. Listen, just 
there's no more nonsense. There's no more nonsense fleeting Green Bay. Like, McCarthy's none of that? He's out of here. You know, you know every year that he's been a thing, either me, me you had him on my roster. Yes. Every, I mean, every year we don't, whatever don't happen, one of us try to trade for him. You try to trade for him. It's Aaron Jones. Like, give him the ball. That's it. Splitting time in an <laughs> awful system, he was still a top twi- a, a, a top twenty five running back in standard. That he was. He was splitting with Jamal Williams. Then he was he was out for two games. It was just benching him for no reason. I believe last month football he was like top ten. Was that like he was killing it? And Rodgers wasn't that great last year. I think it's a big bounce back here for him. Big which bounce is going to help Aaron Jones. I'm, I want Aaron Jones on my team. And his biggest supporter is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves him. Loves him. Literally, he loves the guy. Who do you like more, Karrion Johnson or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. I do. I agree. He's a better quarterback. I agree. I don't want nobody in Detroit. Karrion Johnson. I'm telling you. I love him, though. I, I love Karrion. I love him some Karrion. I don't, I don't trust. I don't trust the Lions, but I. No, nah, I'm taking Aaron Jones in that scenario, and I'm taking Aaron Jones gotcha. over a lot of running backs. What pick you get him at? 34. 34. Round, 34. Bottom of the third round. Right he ain't gonna be there. If I'm, <laughs> I ain't gonna say about that. Right now. Depends on how I take him. Melvin Gordon and Mark Cooper not be picked pick over him. <laughs> Tate, right now. Fuck that. <laughs> so you're not picking your boy top five Amari over, over Aaron Jones? Hell no. I'll hope that Mark Cooper sticks it up and I'll say for him. Which one Mark Cooper? He really be trying to will things into existence. I like, swear, like, I swear. You can't do that. There's about five different scenarios for Mark Cooper right now. On game one really with the Giants. Like, I really might Giants, just take my right? season just to draft him and throw him Yo. on my bench. Amari <laughs> Cooper, really you will like, not end up on your team. That's oh, eight. That's man. eight. Take him and take me later. Just for the Giants game, it's about five different scenarios. All right, so uh, after Castro, that leads us into the fourth round. Back to Castro's pick. So between his picks were Adam Thielen, Chris Carson, Marlon Mack to start off the uh, top of the fir- fourth round, James White, and that leads us to Castro after James White. All right, I'm going to say one thing. That James White pick was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> you like James White? In At that pick? Fourth? Top of the fourth? You're drunk. You don't what's like that? Drunk. What's the ADP, though? You're drunk. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, this is, I don't care what the ADP is. I don't care what the fantasy football calculator says because you have to manage these guys. You have to live with your, your decisions. And if you have your big boy pants on, then you're probably in a league where you're paying some money. I, James, I'm not picking James White in the fourth round. I'm not. I'm not. That's a bad pick. I'm sorry. I don't care if he had five weeks of being an RB1. I don't want, I don't, no. I'll, I'll take him in the eighth. Don't give him the eighth. I'll take him in the eighth. That's why he won't be on my team. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not overpaying for a guy just because I can't get him later. I'll say one thing. There's no chance I'm taking him over Sonny Michelle. I'll tell you that much. Uh, that ain't happening. Stop. Not old Sony. Cole's Not old Sony. Cole's is thinking. He's really I watch Sony twice a year. I love Jay White though. I love like I like Jane White, White a lot. Like you like you said, fourth round is a little high for me, but a little high. I looked into what Cole said last week. Who else is he throwing the ball to besides Edelman? I mean, I love Josh Gordon, but how many how many besides you actually gonna be there? I don't know. This is a standard league though. That's my thing. This is not a PPR. His ADP is a six round. So you reach. That's, that's where it should be. That's a huge reach. That's a reach. Two rounds. That's, a, that's exactly where it should be. Six rounds. A reach in the fourth. Would you be, would you be surprised if uh, at any year he's a top third, 50 player? At third or fourth? What? Around, around, around. I'm not saying I'd be surprised, but I'm not going to... Risk it. I, I'm not going to try to say, all right, I'm going to predict he's going to have a great year. <laughs> and then, 
you know, say, all right, I'll take him two rounds early, three yeah. rounds early, with the hope that he because and why? they and they drafted Damian Harris, who is going to be the next receiving back for them. Yeah, to go along with Sonny Michelle. Well, I know Ali. There's no way hell he's going for Brown. I I doubt someone Ali put him that high. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. At this point in the draft, you really don't know what cats are thinking. Like maybe the first two rounds, things may be a little bang bang, but you kind of got to put your thinking cap on come round three and four. He's not a sexy name though. He's not high. You have to look for the fourth round. Like, you for, get him the fourth well, he's round. But, a he's, lot but of he's a name. A exactly, leagues. he's a name. People, and you people know, people love names. Then think about how many people have probably picked him up off waivers in years prior, and he's helped them get to the playoffs or whatever, helped them through a rough stretch. People remember that. Yeah, like it's you fall in love with certain players, but I'm not me. Not me, and, and not not in the fourth round. Thirty eighth yeah. pick overall. That's no, I agree. That was I agree. very much. But that was that was the long. But who was your real pick? My real pick was after, after Mr. Dixie, Stephon Diggs. So who went thirty ninth overall? Value. Which great is great value. Value. So we're in the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. And I know people are like, oh, Thielen, Thielen is, is, you know, Kirk Cousins' is guy. So I'm looking for just I'm looking for straight talent. I'm look. I'm, he's a tactician. He in every. Respect hands routes, route, yep. Run across the middle, run, run, go route. He he, he can do whatever you want him to do. And film is out. I'm not saying Thielen's gonna be shut down, but the film is out. Like tendencies, this is what people get paid for to watch film. Like yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be some schemes. There's gonna be some yeah, schemes some on schemes. on like Thielen's gonna be clamped up a little bit don't more. Don't get hurt. Don't get banged up. Then you got like a top five receiving your hands in easily, easily. And and easily. honestly, even if Thielen's there. I still like Stephon Diggs, top fifteen receiver. I had Diggs at twelve over Thielen. Yeah, I think in the receiver. I, I, yeah, I have Diggs over Thielen too this year. So I, I, I love him in the fourth at this value, especially when bozos like James White are going off the board. Like I'll take Diggs yeah. all day, every yeah. day. You had Diggs at fourteen, by the way. Solid on guy. Your list. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that. There's no way in hell I'm taking James White or, or Diggs. Even Dick Sticks, I can still trade him with his name by alone. Easily. 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 Like, I'm, hard not, I'm not. Listen, don't overthink. Him this not being in the top 30 is kind of shocking, but the names in this mock draft, I don't think would be in a lot of mock drafts over him. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree. That's one thing I'll say. All right. Well, after the solid Stefan Diggs pick, there was Julian Edelman. Brandon Cooks, and then that led me to my 42nd pick, my fourth uh, pick in the fourth round, uh, Robert Woods. My team, at this point, uh, two running backs, a tight end, get a solid receiver. Uh, at this point in the draft, what I was looking at receiver-wise was Kenny Galladay, uh, Cooper Cup, Godwin, Josh. Go- somebody picked Josh Gordon to 46. Wow. <laughs> Good luck. For somebody that. did that. Huh? Good Luck, sir. <laughs> and Alshon Jeffrey. So for me, that was a that was an easy pick the, to, to shore a receiver. One of the most consistent receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. Only one game under six points last year. Yeah, no, he was cooking. He, I, Very reliable, dependable. I love that pick. Week to week, solid pick. He's always gonna be there. He doesn't get Facts. injured much. Yep. Facts. Like, and I, you gotta think that Goff is gonna throw the ball more this year. Yeah, you expect Goff Paris, to take that next yeah. step. I love McVay to open up that playbook yeah. a little bit for him. And I want all Rams players. Mm-hmm. High, yeah, high, I'm very high, high on him. High, high floor. Rams. And the, like the players you took him over. Like I love Galladay. Like I'm, I love Galladay. But there's, so I just much don't like risk. Lions. Like yeah, that, that, that was so much thing. risk like, with Galladay. All it was. So much risk with Galladay. Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, whatever. Big <laughs> cheesesteak. What yeah. about Godwin? How how you feel about? I mean, I love so I, I like I like Godwin's potential in that Arians offense, but with 
your particular situation. Like I love that pick for your particular situation because you have two running backs, you have a tight end. So to go so super right risky too. with a wide receiver, it's unnecessary risk at this point. Right. So mm-hmm. like to scoop up somebody who's incredibly reliable, even if he's not the sexiest pick, even if he mm-hmm. doesn't end the season with like, you know, let's say Godwin hits his ceiling and goes absolutely crazy. Okay, great. But if he doesn't hit his ceiling, you know, and fall short, then you've probably taken a big hit on your team now by reaching at that point. So I love that guy for your team. The piggyback of Castro, you already have two solid running backs. Not just running backs. You have two good running backs already. And, a, and one of the best tight ends. All you need, not from this point on, all you, all you need is guys who will give you 10 points. Just solid receivers, yeah. consistent. Solid, yeah. That'll just, it's just, yeah. they get, they, they, they put their hard hat on, they, they go to work every day. There's no, they're not flashy, not sexy, you're not going to see them all over ESPN, but you just know you, that. You'll see it on your fantasy box. Game. Every week you have 8 to 10 points, 8, eight to 15 points, excuse me, if not more. All right, so after my Robert Woods pick was uh, Coles at 45. In between that went Damian Williams, Kenny Galladay, like we mentioned, and then Coles with his pick. So right now I have Elliot, Zeke, uh, Zeke. I have Mike Evans, I have Amari uh, Cooper. I went with a guy that I think is going to have a very solid, solid year, and I saw a running back there this late in the draft that's uh, almost a three-down back, Mr. Mark Ingram on the Ravens. He's gonna have a good year. I'm telling you right now, like he's not RB one because that's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson RB one, but RB two and a half, one B. That's about Mark Ingram. That's Mark Ingram. That's Mark Ingram. I'm telling you, they gonna run that rock. He's no. They gonna run that rock. We're not. Gonna, we're not complaining about Mark Ingram. He's the one player on the Ravens we all love. <laughs> we all love Mark Ingram. The old line's great. He's gonna run the ball well. The only problem with Mark Ingram will be uh, is it Josh Hill? I think Justice his name Hill. Justice Hill, the backup. Who I've heard. He's an Alvin Kamara type. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. But we'll see when the season starts. The only problem with Mark Ingram is the fake out. When Lamar Jackson yeah. gets the fake out, Lamar Jackson gets <laughs> <laughs> The only problem with Mark Ingram. There's 10, 10 people in the box at all times. When he, when he gets in the old Cam Newton treatment, that's what Caffey has to deal with. That's the only thing I worry about, about, about uh, Mark Ingram. There come a couple games where you're like, yeah, go for it. The defense gets a sack on the, on the, on the goal line. They rip, they rip him. They're like, yeah, punch it in. He's Lamar Jackson running in. That's the only problem you're going to have. I'll say Mark in that situation there. Steeler fan, so, you know, not really. <laughs> I don't like speaking highly of Ravens, but I think Mark Ingram's going to have a hell of a year. They're solid. Like, they're solid. They're built to run, and he's just going to eat off, off Lamar Jackson. I mean, you, you, he's a threat every single play to break a 30-yard run, 40-yard run, and to not have that type of pressure on you. He's, I think he's going to eat, and as long as he's healthy, I'm not really worried about Justice Hill because – not because he's not talented. Like, he's a speed freak. He's shifty. I'm not going to go as far as, say, Kamara because, again, I think Kamara is just otherworldly. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm just saying he's, he's, he's from that elk. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I, I would agree with that. Like, I would agree with that. But I, I love Mark Ingram, his role on that team. I think he's going to be All super facts. solid. All facts. Especially middle of the fourth, late he fourth, you get, get Mark Ingram. He's exactly. a 10 touchdown. You, yeah, that's a high-end RB2 easily. with RB1 upside for mm-hmm. probably a third of your season. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's about managing risk. Like, I, that's a that's a solid pick. I think the theme throughout the, the, throughout the draft, managing risk. There's no need to jump out the window unless you, do, unless you didn't do your job. If you do your job the previous rounds, you should continue taking guy that you know put points on the board that every Monday morning wake up, and if you're a Monday night game, you're either winning or you're a chance to win because those guys 
did their job. Yeah. They get it done. They get it done. They definitely get it done. You're not going to see him on red zone, breaking 10 tackles. You're not going to see that. But what you're going to see is the defense stripping Mariota. <laughs> and walking in. Y'all be killing Mariota, dog. And he yeah. walks in the end zone. <laughs> you're gonna he, see, hasn't, he hasn't beaten that Ryan Tannehill yet. So. <laughs> you're going to see D-Hop get sacked for 10 times in the game. And here come Mark and just, just run, walk it right in. Yes, we're going to see. All right, well, after your solid Mark Ingram pick, uh, there was Josh Gordon. Like I said, somebody reached for him at 46. Uh, there was Cooper Cup, and then Combs brought us home at 48. I took a man I'm hearing great things out of camp from. Uh, Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Buccaneer receiver. So you did take Philip Lindsay? <laughs> well, no, I already had uh, two running backs already, you know. Okay. okay. I would be one of question. I'm just saying, I had two running backs already. Yeah, hold up. <laughs> I I had two running backs. It's a kid or a tight end. I felt they needed a, at least a receiver, at least one. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Walters, I have a question. In this little yes. fourth round, oh, expose, you want to call it? If I did take Mark Cooper, would you call me a, a, a phony? I certainly would. I'm calling you a phony, Combs. You're a phony. <laughs> That certainly would. But I think I need a receiver. Are you call me a phony. He's your guy. He's your guy. You didn't take. You didn't even take him in a fake draft. <laughs> <laughs> but I need a receiver. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> he wants to bring higher Leonard Fournette. He got kids. You told me he's an NFL first round guy. We have four for him. I think he will be. Do you? <laughs> I do. He wasn't on my team, but I do think he will be in real life. Okay. I don't see where it's not about Philip Lindsay though. It's about Chris Godwin. But you it is about Chris Godwin. Godwin. Just so you know, (laughs) Philip Lindsay, I mean, although we didn't draft in the fifth, the auto pick had him going at fifty seven. So that's where he got picked at. So that's fifth round. (laughs) No, it wasn't going on. His auto pick actually made him pick Sonny Michelle. Not bad pick. But good. Go give us give your dots about Chris Godwin. Take his take his home cones, wrap up wrap up our mock draft code, man. Well, one, I felt the need I needed a receiver. Mm-hmm. I had Fournette. Um, I had uh, Alvin Kamara. Excuse me. I had Kamara, Fournette, Kittle. Um, Kittle. I needed just to get a receiver in there. Uh, there was a running receiver right before me, of course, Woods, uh, Galladay. But I like Godwin. Um, he'll play the. Uh, Anquan Bolden S role in Bruce Aaron's offense. Um, you hope that Mike Evans, still big Mike, still great talent. He'll always draw the number one receiver. I mean number one number one cornerback at most times. And Jameis does spread it around. He'll find OJ Howard, he'll find uh Brait, the tight end once in a while. But with no Deshaun Jackson, no more Humphreys, I think the man that can eat the most will be Chris Godwin. They don't have much of a running game. Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones is kind of a one-two punch out there. Yikes. So I do think Godwin will be the one that moves the chains. His toughest thing with me would be getting end zone, like touchdowns. Because you know Mike's getting about eight, nine-ish. Barber and Jones are going to rumble in there a few times, Braden Howard. If Godwin can get about seven, eight touchdowns, then he'll have a hell of a season. But that would be a lot. That would probably be the high end for him, probably. He's probably more of a Four or five touchdown guy this year, but he can have good yards though. I don't know. That. You say good yards? When I you're talking? It's all based on how good Jameis plays. So give me a projection, brother. Give me a number. 
How good do you think Jameis is going to play, and how many yards do you think it is going to go to Godwin? Tough division. Hmm. I'll answer this one. <laughs> you want to say it again, Godwin? I'll, I'll answer James is going to be a top 10 quarterback. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give him 1,000 yards, I think. Okay. I think, I think minimum, like minimum 1,000. Yeah, he'll get 1,000 yards. Like 1,200, possibly, like something like that? If he gets 1,200 and like seven touchdowns, then that'll be as high as that I, he can go. I, I okay. Think, I think 1,107 is very yeah. reasonable for Chris Godwin. Yeah. Okay. And with the running backs that he has, and then Kittle being like a tight end slash wide receiver mm-hmm. slash focus of everything in San Francisco, I think Chris Godwin is is a good number one there. Yeah. All right, so uh, that wraps up our mock drafts. What we're going to do, actually, we're going to post this on our uh, Instagram page, and we, we're going to post it anonymously. We're not gonna, I'm not going to tell you, uh, you know, who picked what. I just want you to pick or let us know who you think the best four is up to that point, who had the best uh, four rounds out of, out of the four of us. We'll, we'll put that poll up there. I'll, I'll throw it on the gram, put a little quiz on it or whatever have you, put the pictures up, make it look nice, and, you know, let the people decide. Because I don't know about you. I think my shit was solid. Anywho, uh, Coles, you wanted, to, you wanted to get into your tips, uh, your fantasy tips. You wanted to talk to the people, lend some advice. Like you said, we're a couple weeks away from the fantasy season. Well, from the real NFL season starting, which will be the start of the fantasy football season. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of drafts are starting now or people drafts are up and, up and coming. So, you know, what do we have to say to the people? What last bit of, you know, advice do we have for them? as they head into their drafts, you know, in these upcoming weeks. One tip I have for you, ladies and gentlemen, something that, something I captured earlier, it struck home. Not for me, but for a lot of people I trade with. Do not fall in love with your guys. This is a business. It's a <laughs> business. Do not fall in love with your players. I understand some of these guys are your guys, but maybe your guys ain't performing. You must, you must remember one, something at all times. This is a week-to-week game. You can have a guy that has the easiest playoff schedule, but he's just a week-to-week game. You have to get there first. You have to get there first. It's a week-to-week game. Don't be that guy that, that's 2-4, and 3-6, and four, three and six because you're waiting for your guy to heat up. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Maybe, it may come, but not for you. It might be, it might be time to make a move now. I understand... That every year I, I'm, I'm top three and moves made. But guess what? A lot of people sleep, sleep behind the wheel. Sleep behind the wheel. Make moves. If you feel that a guy is performing where he needs to be, it's never too early. Make a move. I'm not saying trade Kamara first round. But I'm saying if you're that fourth round receiver you pick and Chris Goblin ain't looking like, like Combs said he was, and, and Woods is looking all right, make a trade. Don't, don't be that guy that's like, no, I know, I know Goblin was turning around. I know, I know, it's coming, it's coming. Make a move. Another tip that rolls into that. When making moves, it's good to have a point of advantage. What I mean by that is make sure you draft well because you want to be a guy that is sitting there 4-2, and 5-1, and 6-0, 4-2. Oh, and two. You know what that means? It may not mean, that you're, may not mean your team's great. It may mean that you have... A, a month of football where you won a couple games like 80 to 45 or 90 to 78. You, you won some, some bullshit games. No one, else, no one else showed up yet. But to the rest of the league, your team looks good. And your players become more attractive. It's a lot easier to trade bullshit when you're 5-1 and one or 4-2. and two. 
than when you're two and three, two and five. When people have question marks about your players, then they don't want to do business with you. Why am I, why am I doing business with a guy that stinks? My only tip, no one cares about where you drafted someone. Facts. Just because you made a bad pick in the first round doesn't mean I'm going to pay a first round price for him. Like, big names don't mean anything if they're not putting up numbers on the board. So that kind of piggybacks off what Cole's just saying about not falling in love with certain guys. I don't. If my first round pick is trash and I need to move him to the bench and trade for somebody else, I can't expect somebody to give me first round value just because I paid a first round price. Question. I heard you guys are saying, but when do you think you start panicking mode? Oh and one, oh and two. I don't think you should ever feel comfortable. Facts. I think like I mean with you five and oh or on five, winners but, but say but say someone you got that high isn't uh performing well, performing as you like Christian McCaffrey last year. Yes. He didn't start off as the number two running back, like he finished, but the first, what, four weeks maybe, I think, mm-hmm. was, it wasn't RB1 production. Yeah. Myself, I stayed with him, wrote it out. What would you, you're saying, what do you say to that? What I say to that is, if I'm only, I was only one in three. I'm never in a business trade my best player. Unless my team is garbage. If my team is, if I look at my roster and... If I'm last year, right, my Freeman's hurt and, and Levin Bell ain't playing, it's like somehow I'm at Caffrey too. Like, I might, I'll trade at that point. Because then it's like, all right, I need, to fill, I need to fill pieces here. Like, this one guy scoring 30 a game isn't helping the rest of the bums already do nothing. But my team is just underperforming. Like, I'm not ever trying to trade my best player. I'm like, okay, let me trade one of those secondary guys. Secondary guy. Maybe you have a, if you have a Caffrey, maybe you have Dalvin Cook. Maybe I, maybe I can take Robert Woods from you and, like, someone else. Like, I, got, I need a. You, I'm saying one. Sometimes team last year, one would argue that we were losing close games because McCaffrey wasn't giving us the RB one numbers like you drafted him to. I mean, if you're blown away, I, I, I'll say this: I, I, I traded Melvin Gordon last year as the number one receiver, running back in football. That's I traded him. If you're blown away with the offer, make the move. If you feel like that, like, that wasn't a re- that wasn't a realistic offer though. Okay, but, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying though. Right. What, what, most okay, so most offers for the number one, for the number one receiver, running back at the moment. It's gonna be ridiculous anyway. You're not, you're not, so for me to give him up, I have to, I have to be going away. Not that ridiculous. How's so? If I, if I, I, mean, I would Saquon had to be like. You got Saquon like and Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. Saquon probably two and Cooper Cup was top five. So I, when we talking, right? So the first offer was Saquon Barkley from Melbourne straight up. I said no. What's the point of that? Like, I'm, why, why am I giving up the one player now for a guy I think one one one? Or I mean, at the worst, if Melbourne doesn't get hurt, the stats will be very similar. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's for me, if, you, if, I, if I have the one player at the, at the moment, the number one receiver, the number one running back, the quarterback, whatever it is, so for me to even think about giving that player up, it has, it has to be something to blow me away. Because if it's something regular, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good in that. I'm already the one. And that's regardless of your situation, regardless of your, like. Oh, no, like, like if you're one and three, you're going to be I'm more saying five. If you're one and three with CMC, like. But how to help me, though? If I'm one and three, right? And I have CMC, and you're giving me take on Barkley, like. But say you're, you look at your team, like, all right, D Hop is performing, other players performing. If CMC gave me the RB1 numbers. I'm not letting him go. That's what he's thinking. We're just saying the guys just give up, give up CMC and try and. I didn't say that. I never, I didn't, I'm, I was saying that if you're 1-3, and three, right? Like I said, I wouldn't look to trade my best player first. I'm saying trade the guys that are performing to get more people. I'm holding on to that one guy for a reason. Like, if I think he's, like you said, if I think he's underperforming, I'm holding on to him and trading someone else who is performing 
Oh, but he's, he stepped it up. If I'm like, if I don't have a luxuries, if I don't have a uh, D-Hop and other good players on my bench, then yeah, I'm going to trade him. I'm going to trade you for like those two good little guys. If I have CMC and my team's 0-5 and we're scoring 50 points a week, like just garbage, like, yeah. yeah. Give me like two of your best players. And I would just say the majority of the time, that's what I said earlier, it's about managing the risk, right? So you had a, you had a legit team last year around CMC. Y'all were losing close games. It's not like y'all were just getting destroyed. Yeah. Like, he just wasn't putting up otherworldly numbers until later in the season. So, that's part of doing your job up front and drafting well. Like, if you're drafting a solid squad, generally one person kind of, you know, not being crazy is not going to kill you. you. It might not be great for you, mm-hmm. but you could still bounce back if you're still active on the waiver wire, still, you know, trying to make trades, this and that. So, in that situation... I'm not letting CMC go because yeah. I I trust what I what I built. If but uh, like I said earlier, if you're just if every pick is risky, it, it's crazy. Like you, you're putting yourself. Yeah, you could be great, but you could also be awful, and then you have nothing to go back on. So I just think I mean you have to be, you know, diligent in how you're assessing these guys and and make good moves. Like everything doesn't have to be like a wow moment. Yeah. Yeah. Pick solid guys, and generally it works out. There are years where it just won't. Everybody will get hurt. And it's, it's <laughs> happened to everybody in this room. Like, where just everybody gets hurt, and there's nothing you can do about it's it. trash. But <laughs> more often than not, you if you're picking, and, and you're, you're picking solid guys and dependable guys, and, you know, you have some studs littered in, you're going to be in the playoffs, and you're going to be competing for a championship. Anything that happens after that, it is what it is. Facts. My biggest, my biggest tip I can give you. Don't be that guy that doesn't, doesn't even look at waiver lines until like week four. Don't be that guy that's like five and one, five, six and zero. Oh, You're hurting your league. Zach, don't be that guy that's mm-hmm. six and zero. Oh, not even looking at waiver like never be, uh, catch the earth. Don't be comfortable. That could happen. That that could turn around quick. Like you're someone, someone that someone on your team could hurt, could get hurt, and then you're sitting there. The team that was zero and five is now four and five because he picked up. Three Cohen on the, on, the, on the waiver line. You haven't even looked at the waiver line. I remember. I forget, I'm not gonna say any names, but someone on our league was like was uh was like five and one time, five and one. And I'm like, damn, man, a waiver line pickup. He's like, for what? I'm five and one. I'm like, okay, okay. Heard you. <laughs> Did that person make the playoffs? He snuck it. I think. I think he was like five and one. He made, he made like a six and five or something like that. Yeah, he, he, he was like one game like the rest of the season. Mm. That stinks. It stinks. And he lost the first round, I believe. Like a sucker. Aww. <laughs> I think that's um. I think I'm, I think I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up like two all my tips here. You know I mean, but I think I've done a. I mean, you got you got the most tips that I'm looking at. Combs, you, you already gave him people three. Combs don't want to yeah, give. Combs, Combs ain't give no tips. He, he don't give no he's tips. He's sitting here asking questions how to get y'all to give tips. Like I'm just playing. Smart uh, man. He's I'm playing just, the game. I'm just playing devil's advocate, man. <laughs> playing devil's advocate. Be wicked the draft. How about that? Hmm? Be be do your homework before the draft. Don't be the guy that that. They draft at 9 o'clock and you're rushing to your house with plugging charger and get picked <laughs> up at 855. Like, don't, don't do that. Do not do that. Because you cannot lose your league in September. Excuse me, you can't win your league in September. You can just lose it. Let me say that again for you people. You, you cannot win your league in September, but you can damn sure lose it. And a, a bad draft can kill you, destroy you. Don't be that guy rushing and you forget your password and your, your computer dies and your phone's over in another room. Don't be that guy. Don't get stuck on. Don't get stuck on auto draft because you miss a pick. It, 
It's ugly. It's unforgivable. 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 Don't auto draft. Don't do that. You disrespect. Come on. You're disrespecting your, your money. colleagues. You are wasting your money. And who who like who doesn't like money? Like that's my thing. <laughs> like take it serious. You know I I know there are some leagues that just play for fun, but I'm an adult now, so I don't. You know. Yeah. Play with my my friends. We are all fantasy football and putting you know, a nice little piece of change up every now and then. Who, who wants to just lose money for fun? I don't like throwing my money away. <laughs> Unless there's someone dancing. I don't even like talking football <laughs> around these dudes, to be honest with you. Like, fantasy season gets that competitive. Like, like what are we doing? I don't even on, like man. talking shop with y'all, but I mean, I guess it has to happen because, yeah, you know, we have this going on. Man. Work. Like, I ain't... Fact. I, I work for... I work. I, don't, I work. I'm not just giving away money for no yeah. reason. Yeah, this, this, is, this is an investment. <laughs> if to you want to, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Dummy, go ahead. But why even line? I just just send me the Venmo. Just yeah. send it to me up front. Like <laughs> you're just gonna stink. <laughs> just donate to me. Like why are we wasting time just having a game? Instead of giving the lead to it, give everyone the lead. You give everybody like, like twenty dollars. Yeah, give your money in. If you're, if you're a joker, be a joker. Away. Man, uh, don't, don't half-ass be a joker, right? Be a joker. Be a full joker. <laughs> is that a chip? Is that a fantasy tip? Like <laughs> don't be a joker. Whatever you're gonna do, do it all the way. <laughs> You're gonna stink, then stink. Just give everybody your money, man. I'll take it. I'll take it every year. I'll take it. Facts. I will take your money. So are you gonna give us another tip? Look, it looks like you're thinking. Like I think I'm done. I, I was gonna ask Combs, but uh, I, I, see he's, I, I see he's. I see he's being stingy. He ready to wrap it up. He got the hands. <laughs> I don't really have yeah, He about to do mad mocks. First of all, I give away. I give away tips for free every week. First of all. <laughs> I give all my tips away. He's like, yeah, cool. Keep talking. Keep talking, Coles. <laughs> <laughs> I give you great rankings. My tips are my rankings and stuff. If you look at my rankings, mm. quarterback, receivers, pass catchers, you'll see my tips. My calamaries. You'll see it. Don't worry about it. That's the stuff you have to. We're talking about the stuff that, that wins your league, home. That's cute and all. Talking about, about, talking about the intuitive yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, someone who's very... When you're drafting your league, you know, and let's say you don't get one of those top-end quarterbacks... Look at Combs' rankings. Mm. The man, the top ten probably still sitting there, about around eleven, round twelve. <laughs> That's a solid tip. But someone, but he someone will is, not be there around twelve. But someone as shrewd as Combs, for, for, for a top three guy every year, move made. This is all you got. Hey, Amen. <laughs> the art, we want the art of negotiation. I can't give all my trips away. <laughs> no, no, not negotiation. I think the core of negotiation would be a. I can't give away what you do. I can't give away all the bamboozle. Being nice to people. Art of someone. How to be nice to somebody? The RB Shicer. Rub on her shoulder, patting back. Combs trades come with a lunch. Kiss the baby. Combs <laughs> <laughs> gotta be taking cats dinner, out to lunch. A little dinner, a little dinner, you know, a little brunch action. Combs hey, just needs to stick dinner. You gotta, check, you, gotta check, you gotta check his notes. You know, we make a trade, his notes inside. That's just like, you can quick pay information. Hey, man. Into now for a trade. Trade is all about knowing know who's in your league. That's the question. Know who likes what teams. Know who likes what players. Know your personnel. Amen. That's after battle. KYP, I say it all the time. That's after battle. And you, know, you get Just, just be friendly when you introduce yourself to somebody trying to make a trade, you know? <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy that just puts a trade in my inbox. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Low, whoa, whoa, rough. No, no, that's not that's not a problem. Grow oh, up. I don't like that. I don't like that. No. Grow up. I hardly ever I hardly ever set those trades. Send a deal. 
Let somebody analyze it. We're big boys here. We're grown ups. Man, you see you the deal? See you make a counter and say you don't like it, then we move on. Don't get, don't get emotional. Oh, wow. I need to hear your tone. I need to hear your tone. Don't get emotional. You want to be pampered. You want to be taking out the lunch. Like, <laughs> like You want to be taking out the lunch. I don't want lunch. I'll give you lunch. Come to my office. Come to my office. Make an appointment. Make an appointment. Fam, I ain't got time. I work for a living. I ain't got time to sit in your office. Got coffee, donuts? I don't need that. You need it. I just had a peanut butter and jelly because I'm working at my desk. Have a coffee. Like, <laughs> have some tea. You feel better. Just don't don't bombard me with trades. Like then and then then know, know what happens. It gets to a, it gets to a silent shadow match. Then then I'm telling you trade offers. You tell me trade offers. And no, I don't know what you, what you I don't know what you're looking for because all I, all I know you as is a is a is a, is a, is a image. Two people faces that you're trying to trade for. I don't know who you are personally. I can't read you. You can't read me. I see Cole like every week in fantasy. You feel me? Yeah, every single week we see each other. He refuses to trade. Look at your sister. Professional sister. Professional. That's called the art of negotiation. So you want people to talk to you nice. Some of my best friends. No, not the way. You talk to you want. Just talk to me. Don't, don't. What do you mean? I, I am talking to you. When I put a trade in your inbox, I'm talking to you, no, fam. That's, that's communication. I'm talking to you. Like, that's communication. Most of my best trades. That's picture communication. It's a picture, picture book. We turn yeah, a page. page. You got pictures. I need words, Mr. Walter. Most of my best trades come in silence, you know. I send a deal over. I send a counter offer. You, you see know, the deal you negotiate. Or you don't. Like, it's, it's all back and forth. It's part of the game. It's all part of the game. Don't get tired on me. And sometimes you get places, sometimes you don't. But see? don't back down. Like That's why I get the deal I want. You guys over after two tries giving up. I'm going to try seven. Still negotiating. So I'm a guy that I'm going to get the deal I want. That's what I'm going to like. I'm a guy that asks for everyone's phone numbers before they start. It's not even my lead. I need everyone's phone number. I need to contact everyone individually. I need to know what your office hours are. I need to know what time you even try me trade. I need to know, I need to know everything about you. <laughs> I know I'm working with here because I I, I don't I don't waste my time saying you trade the dime in the morning. You only wake up to eleven. I need I need to know what hours of business. You Guess have what? To I'm gonna send that, and I want that be the, to be the first thing you see when you wake up. Mm-hmm. I, I want that to be the first thing you see when you wipe the crust out your eyes. That's what I want you to see. Nothing better than seeing a trade uh, a trade in the inbox. You at feel 8 me? I want to know like that. It. I want to know that because guess like, what? I'm up now. I'm up now. I'm up immediately. Like now I want to know what's up. But no, I don't like. No, I don't like. I don't like waking up and see bullshit. What the, what the hell? I mean, guess what, bro? The good Come comes with the bad. The good comes with the bad. You got to take it. Like, so every now and then, you got to pepper in a nonsense straight at like six happens. in the morning. You test the waters, bro. Somebody might be a little tired, and they might just be like, you know what? That's actually okay. Even though it's not okay. <laughs> but, you know, every now and then, you got to send that stuff out there, man. Amen. You never know, bro. Send, send those texts. Send those trades. Don't hesitate. Don't, like Combs said, don't back down. See, I gave it away. I gave you it keep away. getting... Like you said, you keep going until you get the offer you want, or until the person literally shoes you away and says, "Yo, fam, I'm good." So you keep going. I gave. Offer me nonsense. I was like, "We're not talking anymore. Stop texting me." I gave mental tips. I gave a mental tip. A mental tip right there. Mental tip. It's the first time in fantasy history that, like, in my life, where I told someone to stop texting me. It was nonsense. Text after text. Cold. I don't stop. No respect. <laughs> I have plenty of respect. I think I think that's all, that's all I'm giving them. I can't give it anymore. Wait, I, I, comes, I can't tell you how to negotiate. That, that's a, that's an art that you can't be teach. Yeah, no, we're definitely not here to teach you how to how to play fantasy football. We're just giving you tips on how to win your league. Like we're giving you tips on how to succeed, on how to progress, and how to act right throughout the season. It's the etiquette. There's etiquette behind. The about making trades and about how you go into the draft. There's a certain etiquette, you know. It's fantasy football etiquette. We got to teach that as well, man. 
got one more tip. I got one more tip. I got one more. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. Because we all, because everyone Just here, so you know, this is number five on your list. No, why is EJ good tip? giving out the book out here. Me, Coleman, Castro are always in the top three move made. Know what that is? But people always say, I trade with them, but they end up do trade with us. We create our own market. Don't be that guy that, that stops drafting round five. Like, oh, I'm done. I'm good here. All the draft rest away. There's, there's gems on the bottom here. There's guys that, there's guys that can never help your team. They may not even play for your team. But can help someone else. I'll give you a tip. Round four is when I crack the Red Bull. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> when you lock in. It's right. When everybody's slipping away, the, the, the sexy names are off the board. That's when all your work, all, you watching the games, you being like a real participant in this Fantasy football life, that's when you should lock in. Fact. Everybody's slipping. Uh, let me just, uh, my time's going down. Uh, my girlfriend's texting me. Uh, nonsense. No. <laughs> Fantasy draft time. Facts. You lock in, and that's where you eat. Because you're going to, when those guys have a good first week, guess what? I picked you round seven. Nobody's really high on you. That guy eats. I'm sending him for a crazy, uh, I'm getting something crazy for him. Facts. And I still have a solid team because I picked him so late. Facts. So that's when you should be locking in. Late in late in mm. your in your draft, round four is when the draft starts. And mm. that and that ladies and gentlemen is how you create a market for yourself. So you create a market. When it, when everyone in your roster can be tra- can be used as a, as a piece to get someone else, you're creating your own market. So it don't matter how much you don't trade with us. You still need that best player I might be using. And you're gonna trade for him. And you ain't get him cheap. Like, what's, your, what's your favorite saying every year? What's your favorite saying? The price going up. The price going up. The price going up. The price up. going up. Just Mr. know that. The price going up. The hair that every damn week in Burks. Like. The price going up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, those were actually some very sound tips. Um, if you like, I can post these tips for our viewers, or if they're the faithful ones, they can just cast us on the podcast. This is up to y'all. I'll let y'all decide since y'all gave these great tips. You gave five. <laughs> like, what? I'm Holmes it. gave one, Castro gave two. You gave five. Like, you want to give? You want to bring it to ten? Do you want to just give nah, us a couple nah, more? Nah. You sure? I gave five. Castro sure. Gave? Castro gave two. Two. Combs gave one. Solid eight. Give him three. Give him three. And then for the rest of them, you got it's like it's like ESPN Plus. Well, you three got, of yours? No, just three, three in general. Three, three in general. No. Oh. Pick the best three. Four, get a happy way. Give four. Give him four. And the, and the see, rest of it. See you boy, you get generous. Castro don't like it. Let's get the guess number. How many? Castro don't like it. As a guess, how many? I'm just a humble guest. As a humble <laughs> guest, how many things you give away for free? I, I think you're giving away a lot for free, man. So you give three. But listen, if, if four is in your heart, you said four. So that must be in your heart. So in your heart of hearts, if nah, you want right. four, Castro right. He he very he's not generous at all. He ain't generous at all. So Listen, we're going three. You gotta want it. Facts. You gotta want it. If you wanna win, there's successful people in this room giving you tips. So tune Take in. Tune yeah. in. Or Take don't. Heed. And be a bozo. And lose be a your bozo. Money. You I, get- I love Venmo. <laughs> Keep giving me your money. I love it. You get three on the website. And for the other five, you gotta tune in. Fair enough. I like that. I like that. All right, man. On that note, wrap up another solid podcast. Gentlemen, thank you for the tips. Thank you for uh, that mock draft that we endured. Uh, Castro, as always, thank you for joining us, brother. Uh, we wrap up another episode of The Two Cold Fantasy Show. It's The Two Cold Fantasy Show. Damn, it's hot. It's The Two Cold Fantasy Show. The Two Cold Fantasy Show. Football's hot. It's The Two Cold Fantasy Show. 
It's a two cold fancy show. Don't fall asleep. It's a two cold fancy show. It's a two cold fancy show. See you next week. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Pac Man, ain't no arcade, that's how they play. You all pretty rich than the bitch, it's in your mind. You see, it's like a scavenger hunt, you gotta find. Uh-huh. It's street life, you kill what you eat, watch where you sleep. Your financial status can change in about a week. Been through it, highs and lows, squares and nose. Even had a two door regal, hammers and bows. Ain't no standing room, nah, ain't no reservation. First come, first serve, nigga, what's the hesitation? Say the rap life, it's the real life, nigga. When it's all said and done, what you feel like, nigga? Mansions, homie, and diamonds, too. Maybe that's the reason that she's digging you.